0: all right welcome everyone to marketing like a mother a podcast made for mompreneurs by mompreneurs each week we are diving into mom-approved business and marketing strategies to help you grow a profitable and family-friendly business today i am your host olivia radcliffe and i am here with the amazing shelly Bordelato. shelly is a full-time life coach who is fascinated by how our thoughts create our results she works with her clients to teach them how to manage their brains so they can find and follow joy again. And when you coach with her, or as you will hear here in a few seconds, uh, you're going to hear her lovely Aussie accent. In though she now calls Canada home with her husband and her daughter, and she honed her coaching skills through certifying at the Life Coach School. Her coaching skill combined with her incredible ability to hold space, which is a really unique talent. Um, creates a coaching experience that has a very profound and lasting impact on her clients. And I am so excited to have the opportunity to talk with you today, Shelley. Um, Thank you so much for joining me. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about what you do and how you help your clients?
1: Well, Olivia, it's such a pleasure to be here with you, speaking with your audience today. What I do with my clients is I teach them how to manage their brain which is a really long way of saying stopping that constant spin in your head, how you're always putting yourself down Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and actually telling yourself good things about yourself, about who you are and what you do, and that things will work out today, which somehow, some way, and I can go into how that happens, actually does make stuff work out better. And. It's really, uh, it's a really, we're not taught this in school. We totally should be, but we're not. So it's really helpful for people to learn how to, how to direct their thoughts so that their thoughts are actually going to help them throughout their day.
0: Now, um, do you
1: find that people have a hard time changing their thought patterns? Yes. Yes and no. Yes and no, because that's what we do on the calls. Is <laughs> <laughs> People have a hard time changing their thought patterns, mostly because they don't even know what they're thinking. And we have like 20, 40,000 thoughts a day, something like that. So that's a lot of thoughts going through our head. But the way we learn how to change our thoughts is we notice what we're thinking. We notice how it makes us feel. And most importantly, we see in our day, oh, when I feel this way, here's how I show up to my family. Here's mm. how I show up in my business. And, and it's like we get that little movie montage of all these, all these things happen from this thought. And once you've watched that movie montage a couple of times, or in my case, you've talked about it on a call with me, that's what creates that little switch, the little lever. And I'm talking with my hands here so your your audience can't actually <laughs> see it. But it, it's what creates that little piece of our brain that says, oh, hey, we don't need to believe this anymore. That's not going to help us if we tell ourselves that today. Let's think this other thing instead.
0: Yes. Yeah, I love it. Um, negative self-talk was something I battled with immensely throughout a good portion of my life. I used to say some pretty horrible things to myself and they didn't originate from me. It was me repeating things I had heard from other sources in my life. And it wasn't even something that was known to me. I didn't even know that I was saying this stuff to myself. It just became this this ingrained habit of what I thought about myself and how I talked to myself and how I would make decisions. I would put myself down all the time. And I remember it was a very, very pivotal moment in my life when I realized that that was my pattern, you know, what I was doing and, oh my gosh, why in the world am I doing that? Why am I talking to myself like that? And look how it is affecting everything else in my life, how I am showing up, as you said, for my family, for my friends, for my business, for everything. And it, it sparked a, it sparked a change. And though that change is Far from hard and, or far from easy. It's very hard, actually. I found it very hard to stop that habit. Um, And it's not something that happens overnight and it's something I've continually worked on. It's been, yeah, it's been Mm.
1: quite amazing. Mm. So that pivotal moment where you realized, oh, this is how I'm talking to myself. Why would I do that? How hard or easy was it to stay out of that other piece that wants to judge on yourself? talking to yourself this way?
0: I mean, I've definitely lapsed quite a bit for starting off it, it was it was the easier track to get in. It was like trying to drive out of a rut in the road. It's much easier just to stay in the rut and it took a lot of effort to try to pull myself up out of it. But then once I got out of it, as long as I was conscious of staying out of the rut again, um it was easier you know to keep things going but the second i would lose focus for a while i would you know slide right back into the rut
1: yeah so what i see happen with a lot of my clients is they're trying to get out of that rut and then they slide back in and as they slide back in they start doubling down on self-judging themselves yes so what you're talking about is holding space i hold space to just make it really neutral that oh hey you're thinking this thing today let's talk about that rather than oh let's like rather than letting them go back into that rut and kind of pile on the the judgment and the the doubt and the despair I keep them out of that so that they stay in a better brain groove or a better brain thought pattern And, and that's the passionate part about what I do is that this is really new for a lot of people when they learn it and they get to stay out of all the 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 pain and crappiness that happens when they're shifting their thoughts because they're doing it with me Mm -hmm. and you can hear in my voice that I just love to do it so I'm so glad we're talking today because more people need to hear about this
0: yeah no absolutely and I think it's something that can be thought of kind of lightly I think you know oh positive self-talk positive affirmations, things like that it's fun it's woo woo it's all that but it such has such a profound impact on every other aspect of your life. I definitely think it's something that we should be be making more of a priority to make sure we are doing effectively for ourselves.
1: Yeah, so, for sure.
0: So I'm I'm curious, how have you seen this change in your clients affect their lives? What sort of outcomes can people expect from from making that change?
1: What generally happens is we have a couple of things, big things we're working on, and you know, they, they, one client in particular, we worked with her on how to show up differently in her business. Mm-hmm. So she's, um, she works in the services industry, like the beauty industry, and she's building a business with people coming in and booking clients and all that sort of thing. And we shifted her energy so that when she was on the phone booking clients. She was coming at it from love and generosity, and I can help you, versus I need this client to book so I can make money. Yes, and she went for she like she hit her fifty thousand dollar goal monthly because she had this different energy to herself, and her clients wanted to say yes, and they wanted to refer people. And that's a business example of just when you have that self talk that is beautiful and loving and giving to the world people feel that energy and they respond accordingly absolutely and then clients that i've worked with that come sort of i like to work with clients that have all the stuff happening in their life like it's all just a big mess and a big jumble and they just drop it on my doorstep and we talk about it in the first couple of calls in the in the consult and we sort it out so like okay if we do this piece then all the other pieces will flow in so like if we work on your ability to make clear decisions and not procrastinate then the rest of your life will sort itself out and and that's what happens they they get clearer in what they're doing and they get clearer in how they're showing up in their family and then other things will happen out of the blue like a client will say oh i stopped drinking i'll be like oh when did you do that she's like oh i'm on like three months now i'm like we've been coaching and you've never told me that like, yeah, I did it on our first call I'm like it, it's the most random wins that the client doesn't even notice is such a huge win that just happens on the back end so there's so much stuff I never hear about yeah but they change their life in all these little or big ways just because of different talk in their head it's it's really really amazing and I think you
0: touched on What I think is actually the key to really great marketing is coming at it from a place of love and wanting to serve others instead of a place of wanting to make that sale. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a very crucial, crucial understanding there. Um, But I'm curious. What are your own self-talk, your own thoughts like, and what do you do when you find yourself
1: slipping into the rut, if, if that ever happens? So there's a couple of things that I do. I've been working with the coach, the sales and business coach that I follow, has been talking a lot about high-value and low-value cycles. So what the high-value cycle is, when you're in that love and that generosity and you're coming up with ideas and ways to serve your clients, and then the low value cycle is when you're doubting if you can reach your people or you're wondering if they saw your Facebook post, you're thinking you're emailing them too much. These are all business examples, but you're also on the back end, blaming yourself for not tidying up the kitchen, thinking that you should have spent more time with your daughter, you know, mm-hmm. noticing how much you're not doing things as a parent. And these are just all examples out of my own life. Okay. And the way that I've been working with it is just noticing, well, am I in a high-value cycle or am I in a low-value cycle? And just the, the question of asking yourself that is often enough to just shift you out, to shift you back up into, well, I can actually do it. People do want my stuff. I am in demand. Mm-hmm and sometimes it's too hard so that's kind of like the thought work piece of like okay we're going to move our thoughts we're going to do all this mindset stuff but there's this other piece that I talk about and it's actually in the bundle um contribution I I cover both areas (laughs) yes Um, yes. it's so it's, it's sort of high level thought work and then the other part is that when you're stuck in a feeling and you can't get out of it when you're stuck in guilt or shame then you cannot move your brain. It's going to be too hard to move your brain back up to a different intentional thought. So there's an entirely second process of allowing your body to feel that thought through. Literally, it just becomes a vibration in your body and you feel it all the way out the other end and you notice it and you breathe it out. And maybe you don't breathe it out completely, but you breathe it out enough to be able to shift your brain back up to that different thought. Yeah, I love it.
0: I love it so much. I'm sitting here in awe of you. Yes,
1: I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's so, so beautiful and wonderful. And the real challenge on my calls is because I have to hold space with my clients.
0: Mm.
1: I'm basically, when I say hold space, like I have to be very, very neutral. Right. So they have to know that I'm loving them and cheering them on so much but I'm not allowed to just like smile excitedly because it's the flip side of if they need to almost experience no judgment from me at all because it's all about their brain and what's happening inside their head. So I'm not allowed to be like super, super excited where they're like, we celebrate, but like when they're doing the thing, I'm like, you're just You're about to take your brain. (laughs) Um, And it's just so beautiful to teach them how to manage their thoughts and how to go from that unintentional thought to the intentional thought but also the second skill they may need to operate under which is we're going to feel a feeling we're going to let that feeling go enough so that you can manage your brain you can get back to that intentional thought
0: yeah no absolutely I so one of the things okay Quick side note, I don't know if anyone can hear it in the background, but my dog, my lovely German shepherd, Nola, is in my office with me and she's snoring. It's so cute and it's so loud. I don't know how much it's coming through, but just had to throw that disclaimer in in case anyone's hearing random snoring in the background. It's not because of our conversation, I promise. Um, But so one of the things that I've dealt with pretty much my entire life is a lot of anxiety. Um, and a lot of anxious thoughts, a lot of intrusive thoughts. And um, one of my, my favorite things that I have found that I use now uh, almost on a daily basis is whenever I'm having a really anxious thought or a down thought about myself or, or something where I'm being hard on myself or criti- critical at all, I will stop in the moment, recognize the thought for what it is. And I will say, okay, I appreciate that thought for showing me what I don't want. So now I can focus on what I do want and acknowledge that, that fear, that doubt, that whatever emotion, negative emotion that is that's leading it, take that as a sign of, okay, I don't want that. So what do I do to get the opposite of what that is? How do I make sure that doesn't happen? What do I need to focus on now? And that's been my little trick for stopping a lot of those negative things that come in my head but um do you have any other tips that might help on just a day-to-day basis
1: I think you really you really nailed it where you have to stop and notice the thought and then what might be very helpful for your you and your clients is to say out loud I am feeling x
0: mm-hmm
1: And actually name the thought out loud, I am feeling fear. And then once it's that acknowledgement piece, once you've acknowledged the feeling as a feeling, I am feeling fear because I am thinking this might happen. And you can fill in your own example because you know the exact thought inside your head. Once you've acknowledged that piece, it's it's easier to do the shift and to ask yourself, okay, what do I need to focus on? Mm -hmm. What do I need to think? to to create this other result and i'll give you the example i used this when i was um i was coming no i wasn't even coming out of it i wasn't even diagnosed at this point i was picking my daughter up from daycare every day and i was in the middle of postpartum anxiety and i was just just coming out of it like i had just been diagnosed i was starting to the tablets were starting to kick in and i was starting to have some of my brain back so at about 20 minutes before I had to get her, I would experience this feeling and I would have to say, I am feeling fear. Mm-hmm. This is fear. And I'd just gotten a Fitbit. So I would start the timer on my Fitbit because it would remind me that fear doesn't last forever. Mm. And the timer would start going and then I would get her and I would come home, you know, 40 minutes later and I'd look at my, my Fitbit would still be running. I'm like, okay, that emotion didn't last forever. Yeah, and it was just a little way to a little brain hack to be like, I can name the emotion, I can acknowledge it's there, but I can start timing how long it takes to go away, because it will go away. It will uh, from the process of me getting in the car, driving to pick her up, and coming back. All these other emotions had happened, and I was still breastfeeding at the time, so it was a whole lot of lot of stuff happening. Right, in <laughs> So that it was, it was a, a brain hack to say, okay, we're going to get through this emotion. We're going to start thinking something different and we're going to be able to be a different person in about an hour's time.
0: Uh-huh. So you talk about the three beliefs you need in business.
1: Yes. Can you touch um, on that a little bit? I'm glad you brought it up because it's just all about managing our brain. So the three beliefs we need in business, if you think of them as pillars, they all need to support each other. And it's belief in yourself, belief in your product or service, the way you help your clients and belief in your clients, that they are out there and you can find them and they want what you have. Mm -hmm. And the reason this is, I want to just tell everyone about this, even ever so briefly, when we're starting a business is because we start out with, strong belief in these because we have a business but then if we don't get sales in the first couple of months we start doubting our belief in clients which is one thing but then it sort of merges the brain likes to find reasons for why we're sucking not actually sucking but like why (laughs) things aren't happening how we want it to so then we start to doubt ourselves. Now, often if we're in like an MLM or if we're sort of a franchise type arrangement and we're Mm -hmm. selling a product that somebody else is doing, what they're going to do is they're going to keep their belief in products really high. So that means you start to doubt yourself. So one goes down and then the other one goes down and then you're still being like, well, the products are really good. I can't find clients. I mustn't be a very good person. And What happens is it all crumbles and it doesn't feel very good inside. But when we can say, okay, so it's just one of these beliefs that are missing because you need all three beliefs to make sales. Then you can just put your brain to work on saying, okay, how do I believe in my clients more? Or which piece about myself do I need to work on and move through and strengthen beliefs? So at any point in time, You can do this really simply by just scoring it from 1 to 10. How much do I believe in myself on a scale of 1 to 10? How much do I believe in my products on a scale of 1 to 10? And how much do I believe in my clients and their desire to want what I have Hmm. and my ability to find them on a scale of 1 to ten? One is not very much and 10 is completely and that helps you understand, well, I just have low belief in this area, so I want to work on building, bringing that up and just pick one to work on at a time. It sort of stops the brain from from blaming yourself when you just say, oh, nothing's going wrong in my business except I don't believe in my clients very much, so I'm just going to work on believing in my clients. Mm-hmm. And when they all get up to about a sort of 8 Nine, seven and eight, you'll, you'll be seeing progress in your business for sure. But when they're at a nine or a 10, for all three of them, your business will explode. And I haven't actually put this into um, any bundles yet, but I've got lots of tools up my sleeve that I'm going to be rolling out this year to help people build belief in their business. And do this brain management stuff. Mm mm-hmm in service of their business and in service of their clients so they can show up with that generosity and that love and create the business results that they want because that's what your client, that's what your people want. That's what your audience is here for. Yeah. Well, and it's all so intertwined, right? Like our
0: lives, how we feel in our own personal lives with ourselves is reflected in our business as well. And then how we're doing our business it absolutely comes back in and affects how we're doing with everything else, all our other relationships in our lives. So, I mean, as, as an entrepreneur, as, as a solopreneur, you know, someone doing it mainly on your own, it can be, it can be kind of hard. The The concept is put out there of it needs to be work and home life as two separate things, two completely separate things that never touch each other don't affect each other. And I think what you're, what you're touching on there with the three beliefs in business, all that stuff, I think can have such a ripple effect, both in in your business, obviously, but then in every other area of your life,
1: it's such a profound change. Well, it does. If you're, you know, worried about a business meeting that's coming up or if you're worried that you're not reaching enough people or if your business isn't producing the income yet that you want it's going to ripple across your family and it's not business isn't going to feel fun it's not going to feel like this joyous thing that you thought you signed up for because one of these pieces just isn't there yet and that's okay But it's where you go to fix it. So you you don't want to go to that self-doubt in order to fix it. You want to go to, okay, I'm going to start believing in my clients again. And I got offered this thought from my coach a couple months ago. It simply is, I am in demand. They want what I have. And it's not just saying it to yourself, but it's putting your brain to work to find every single piece of evidence that has that. Yes. Yes. So I was telling you earlier that I we've got we've got this um, procrastination to progress training in the bundle, and people have been getting it already um, because I've been it's it's a it's available for sale, and I set up a little automation in my in my CRM to send me an email every time somebody starts watching the video. Oh (laughs) just because it's like these little hits of energy that keep telling my brain, Oh hey, you're in demand. People want what you have, you're in demand. So it's like this little hack that I set up two days ago and it's just lighting up my life. Yeah. I love there's people out there like doing the thing and, and it's a really visual in the moment reminded that yeah they want this stuff that it's important and valuable to them so that helps keep my belief in clients really high I I think that's
0: such an important point to find that evidence to back up what you're trying to believe and whether it's I I love your hack there of people watching your video, you get a notification, or if a sale comes through, you get a notification on your phone, even have it. I don't know if you can have your phone make a little money to ching sound. I know (laughs) people have done that. Like that, that would be amazing. Just any little reminder to prove that whatever you're trying to say, it, it is true. It is real. You just need to give your brain that evidence to believe it. Or
1: yeah.
0: even if you want to think like you're the luckiest woman in the world, start noticing all the, the little good things that do happen that go your way throughout the day, instead of focusing on, on all the bad things. Notice, you know, when you have enough strawberries for your smoothie in the morning and they're all ripe and they're delicious and good instead of, you know, it's
1: like when you cut open the avocado and it's perfect yeah yeah yesterday (laughs) I was driving like past the parking spots under the library where I live and I drove past and then this guy drove back out, and I just like hit reverse I'm like oh that's my spot like what a wonderful little example (laughs) of things just going right in my day exactly and Olivia you touched on a little bit where you're like where you get the notification on your phone of money coming in that's kind of the last piece of (laughs) evidence but if you wait to celebrate anything until you get that last piece of evidence that last piece never comes because that last piece of evidence only comes with really high belief it'll come throughout but you want to work on all the little things like the strawberries the parking spots the avocados like all the tiny tiny little things somebody signed up to your email list yes all the the pieces along the way to create that big piece at the end Well, i could sit and
0: talk for you forever shelly but we'll we'll start to wrap up here on that note i think that was a good that was a good wrap-up piece there um so shelly is going to uh, be joining us in the ready, set, grow bundle that we are releasing through like a mother on February 2nd. It'll be available February 2nd through 10th, 2023. And, um, I have, I will say I've downloaded Shelley's product already from there. So one of those dings on your phone was me watching your video. So, uh um, I was a notification and I'm very pleased to know that. Um, But Yeah, I I would highly recommend that everyone jump in and check out Shelley's product. And we have some other very, very amazing. It's just been overwhelming the amount of of support and collaboration we've had getting this bundle put together. So I'm so excited. Um, Thank you, Shelley, so much for joining me today and for the conversation. Any last minute words of wisdom you want to throw in there? I
1: think, thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to doing lots more with you and your your lovely audience this year and just to encourage everyone to to notice the thoughts in their head because they matter yeah they make your day
0: if that's the one thing you take from it just notice take pay attention to the thoughts i love it all right. Well, thank you. And thank you everyone for joining us this week on Marketing Like a Mother. If you found value in the show today and would like to support some fellow mompreneurs, we'd really appreciate a rating or even just tell a friend about us. And we'll be back next week for with more marketing tips for busy moms with businesses. So until then, take care.